Hello, hello, hello. I am live and I'm back. And today, I don't really have a game plan. There's been a lot going on and also nothing going on at the same time. It has been just nonstop raining in Los Angeles and I don't have seasonal depression or anything. I just have the regular depression. But it's really been getting to me and I'm not really sure why. And I was driving the other day and just made a note in my car because I was just pondering and I was like, it's a rainy days in Los Angeles, but days in a in a sense of confusion or like a, a dream. And I thought that was kinda kinda punny, kinda funny. And that's my kind of humor. So before my fucking alarm goes off, I just wanted to say thank you for your patience. Happy New Year. Happy all holidays that you celebrate or don't celebrate, whatever. You know, you made it. Despite it all, you're here, outliving your enemies, and fuck yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about for the next 40, 45 minutes, so we'll, we'll figure it out together along the way. Uh, my alarm is about to go off, and I'm going to go take my soul off so that I feel fucking normal. Hell yeah. You know what? I am not the best person to speak on this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm American and that seems like a pretty American trait. Perfectionism, the need to grind, okay, fucking fake hustle culture. And I mean, at the end of the day, capitalism, which is so fun because I have a shopping problem so fucking perfectionism perfectionism ruins my life it's a lot better than it was but man there's so many things that I just didn't do in life because I knew I wouldn't be perfect at them you know what let me find let me find a definition for perfectionism. Hold on. Okay, I went I went above and beyond. I got my Menti Health Rehab binder, which we did an entire section on perfectionism. And I have the definition. So perfectionism as a noun is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection, which is not the win that we think it is because perfectionism is perfection is impossible it's not real it's fake and perfectionism as a philosophy is a doctrine holding that religious moral social or political perfection is attainable especially the theory that human morale or spiritual perfection should be or has been attained in my own words, that means that we are convinced 
of a perfect ideal in anything, in work pursuits, in relationship pursuits, and it's an idea in our head that we've created that is controlled. If there's something in my head that I think is perfection, a even a nuanced thing, like a perfect recipe, and I make it perfectly and it's perfection, it's missing human, humanity. It's, it's missing the je ne sais quoi, a little something, maybe it's a little extra salty or a little goofy looking. That's what makes it human and that's what makes it special. When things are quote unquote perfect, they're robotic, they're sterile, they're not, they don't make you feel good. When I see people creating content, especially, that I think is incredible and beautiful, and I'm sure they think, the person who created it, sees so many flaws in it, but to me, it's perfect and in that unattainable, or attainable, because they have done it and I feel that I can't, and perfectionism hurts me in that way. So to go into my little menti, menti health binder, there are different traits of perfectionism and this paper doesn't exactly show what I am looking for because there are, there are a few things that perfectionism stems from and I am not seeing it right here which is not helpful. I'm clearly very well researched and not at all doing this on the cuff. Okay, whatever. Perfectionism. In the beginning, perfectionism feels like a strength, a way to accomplish great things, be rewarded, and avoid criticism but it also creates unnecessary stress and anxiety. It damages your self-esteem and can leave you feeling disconnected and unworthy. Practice is the key to making any type of lasting, meaningful change. Perfectionism affects different people in different ways. Perfectionism is the quest to be perfect without flaw. It means we set impossibly high standards for ourselves and sometimes for others, and we believe that we should achieve our goals effortlessly and never make mistakes, have flaws, or be disagreeable. We consider anything less than perfect unacceptable and feel distressed when people, ourselves or others, don't live up to our expectations. But because our standards are unrealistic and unattainable, even with hard work, Perfectionism is a losing proposition. It ultimately makes us feel worse rather than better. As perfectionists, we tend to overgeneralize mistakes and shortcomings. We take one mistake and use it to deem ourselves complete failures or inferior. This thinking error keeps perfectionists stuck on the negatives and unable to see the potentially positive aspects of mistakes and imperfections when in reality, there are many benefits to embracing our imperfections and learning from our missteps. 
When we expect perfection, we'll inevitably be disappointed. Excellence is striving high, but offering yourself grace for mistakes made and things you don't know yet. The central focus of most perfectionists is on the need to perfect the self and to correct or hide aspects of themselves that they see as imperfect. This makes it impossible for us to enjoy our successes and accomplishments. Perfectionism is an attempt to prove that we are secure, adequate, and in control. As perfectionists, we base our self-worth on our performance and achievements. This means that when we mess up or fail to achieve a goal, we see these mistakes as monumental. Perfectionists also let others determine their self-worth. We're only successful if others approve of us and our accomplishments. There is a deep need to be liked, accepted, and valued. Perfectionists don't want to reveal their struggles, weaknesses, or vulnerabilities for fear of judgment. We'll do anything to avoid failure because we don't define failure as an event. We believe it is our identity. People often have a combination of all three personality traits. Perfectionists tend to see things as black or white. They define themselves and their actions as absolutes. Perfectionists overemphasize their weaknesses and underestimate their strengths. Perfectionist thinking is based on belief that we're inadequate. We have to prove ourselves, but we'll never do it because being perfect is an impossibility. And that is all from my mental health treatment program. I highlighted things, I wrote in the margins, and this completely ties in to grind culture, hustle culture, which is so toxic and is really defined by capitalism. Work hard and you'll be rewarded as if working hard is what you were created for. And so many people work hard, work two, three jobs and are not rewarded. They are surviving. So it's bullshit, frankly. And it makes people feel, if, if they have a perfectionist tendency, it makes people feel like they're doing something wrong because they're only surviving while people around them are thriving or make it seem easier or are falsifying their life by only posting the perfect parts on the internet. And I'm completely guilty of this too. So just some things that I wrote in the margins here. Perfectionism. Seeing my parents treat my quote-unquote fuck-up siblings so badly that it felt like love was conditional based on how good or smart or well-behaved I was. I'm absolutely not alone in this. I know so many people share this who had similar style parents. My parents were very absent and that is a trigger for perfectionism because you think, well, if I can be perfect, if I can control every variable for me in the circumstance, then I have to be lovable. And that's just not true. Your parents being absent is neglect and that has nothing to do with you. So that was fun to learn. My one older brother, who I love so much, and we've hashed this out a little bit, was always the golden child to me. And it left no room for me to exist because his standard was impossible to live up to. 
he is a chemical engineer. He went to a great school. He wants to get his master's from an Ivy League. Has the, you know, wife, two kids, blah, blah, blah. To me, he was perfection. And as we've gotten closer, as we've gotten older and we've worked through these things, I've come to see that that perfection was just lenses that I viewed him through. He's got such a plethora of problems and nothing is perfect. And I was incapable of seeing that because I was blinded by the treatment that he got from our parents. But... Dragging this out of family and back into work and hustle culture, perfectionism has kept me from so many endeavors, professionally and personally. I like to take on so much. Even this is a great example, making a podcast. I feel like it needs to be incredible. It's got to be on my shotgun mic. I've got to be doing it in Adobe Premiere. I've got to create these gorgeous little 1400 by 1400 images to go along with it. And if I don't have everything that I want to say figured out, then it's going to be stupid and people aren't going to want to listen to it and they're going to know that I'm a fraud that I don't know what I'm doing and I want people to think that I have it together because I want their support it's and I tell myself that it's different because my job is being chronically online but it's it's not different and that makes it challenging because I justify and society justifies that extra step of perfection that I can never attain when you work online. I was just scrolling through some body dysmorphia blogs last night, which is just the epitome of perfectionism because you think body dysmorphia is when you think something, usually a specific part of your body is just insanely flawed even if it's not true and in in my case it's not true and I know it's not true and I try to battle with it myself cognitively but I was going through blogs because I was having you know a mentee <laughs> I was having a mentee bee last night and I was trying to find support and community so I'm reading people's blogs and they're saying you don't need to focus on your body and how you look in this harsh lens because that's probably not your job. You're not an influencer. You're not a social media person. You don't make your money off of your body. You're not an athlete. You're not a fitness inspo trainer, whatever. And I'm reading this and I'm having a fucking meltdown because I'm like, dude, that is me. And you're telling me that I don't need to have body dysmorphia because that's not my reality and I was like that is my reality so are you telling me that my body dysmorphia is justified like f you and I use that as an excuse and that's just it's not true 
and I clicked the F out of that blog because I was like, dude, you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, here I am looking for support and, you know, they're not a therapist. They're just another person on the internet. They're just like me. They don't know what they're doing and they don't know that their blog impacted me in that way. So I clicked the F out of that. And I found this influencer who I've been following for a while and I love her. She's so inspiring. She's very honest and very open about her weight, her sizing, and her skin. She has a lot of acne and she posts her bare skin from time to time, which is really impactful for me. And I just, I really like her. And we do the same kind of work. So I go to her page and I'm scrolling through and I'm looking for support. I'm looking for her things. She's open about the, not, I don't consider it plastic surgery when people get Botox and fillers and stuff because this is all, it all dissolves. It all goes away. And on its own, you don't even have to get it dissolved. It just goes away. So when I say plastic surgery, I don't mean like actual like plastic surgery. And that's, that's just my opinion. But she's open about all of this and it made me feel very okay. Like here's this person who, she's got 6 million followers. Like she is popular. Here's this person who has all of these people ready to criticize her. And that just happens when you've got butts and seats like that. The criticism just comes. You can't do anything about it. You just have to be solid and within yourself. And she is. I'm sure she has bad days too. But seeing her be so open and human, as I was saying earlier, being so human, being so open about what we consider flaws, even though they're just being human, really helped me kind of tone it down mentally. But I still have that block that I don't want to post my bare face on the internet. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm scared of criticism, if I'm self-conscious, or if I think that I'm not perfect and therefore I'm not worthy of clicks. (laughs) And that's really shitty. And I don't think it's limited to me. I'm sure a lot of people feel like, well, I'm not going to do this because no one will care. And that sucks, dude. Do you know how many people are probably so incredibly talented, just meant to do something in their life, and they feel like because it won't be perfect, they just don't try? Like how many people are working in a desk or an office or something who want to make croissants or do art or make music, and they don't because... Hustle culture, capitalism, you have to have the latest this, that, or even the basics, you have to eat. You need somewhere to live. And so they don't pursue because they think it's not going to be perfect off the bat. It's not going to be incredible off the bat. That's so frustrating. Sorry, my dog is crying at my feet to go outside. Hi, buddy. My self-worth gets so tied into achievements and 
comparison, which is truly the thief of joy. And I see my friends who I've distanced myself from a little bit, my industry friends in the past month, two months, because I see their successes and all I feel is inadequacy. And for why? Why do I feel like I will somehow feel better and be better if my pictures get tens of thousands of likes on them? Why do I feel like if I was in the top point zero 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 one percent of a website in popularity and, and revenue that that would magically make me feel stable? Because there were times when... I was getting tens of thousands of likes on my pictures at a different time in, in Instagram. And times where I was never that high. But there were times when I was considerably, considerably higher in revenue than I have been in the past few months. And I don't know why I feel like that is so ingrained into me and my worth as a human being and my being deserving of love and things and I think that comes into the control sorry I'm working this out in real time the control and the body dysmorphia because I feel like if I can control that thing then I will make the other things happen or it'll make me worthy that's interesting. Thank you, guys. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the help. Grind culture and capitalism. Everyone knows what grind culture is. It's, oh, I wake up at 4 a.m. and I go to the gym and then I start working and I don't stop working until I eat at night. And then I eat 25 green juices and blah, blah, blah like hashtag hustle hustler fucking girl boss shit like mlm kind of garbage just overworking and the older attitude of oh well in my day i came early and stayed late and blah 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 and it's like yeah and you like never held your kids like it's not a flex calm down it's so, and for what, you know, what, what accolades did that get them? That was a point in time where you could work up in a job, which is not the case anymore. And it's just, it's so hard because I was doing this. I was working myself sick and I would get burnt out and everything, everything in my life was about work and the rest of my life suffered so freaking much because of it I had no personal relationships I didn't see my friends anymore to the point where we just stopped being friends and I couldn't do anything the people who did invite me places oh sorry I work six days a week and all all kinds of hours and if I'm not live and online 
then I'm doing work to do that. I'm doing prep work for the next day. I'm coming up with ideas. I'm making like on-demand content and things like that. It was it was constant. And I needed that as a distraction at the time. I wanted something to put all my energy into because I didn't want to, you know, deal with my problems, which is also incredibly common. Like, why would I go to therapy and get help and all of these things when I could work (laughs) and make money to buy things because of the two ounces of serotonin that buying something gives you? And then the come down after where it's like, oh, well, I spent money and now I don't feel great. And that's its that's its whole other thing. But that hustle culture is don't deal with your problems. Just work yourself silly because then you can buy things. That's literally like that's literally the point of grind culture is capitalism. They're like work hard, work all day. Just endlessly, don't eat, don't sleep, work your body out insane amounts, work your mind out insane amounts until you're burnout. And if you're burnout too bad, you have to keep going to the point where you just like snap and you're like, I'm done. I, I quit. I can't do this anymore. When your body becomes so fatigued and your mind is so fatigued that you're like, I literally cannot go on like this. Also, you can buy stuff. Or just hoard money in your bank account. And I'm not talking about people who are working endlessly to survive. That's not. That's absolutely not part of this. That is its own completely different working poor situation. So I'm not speaking to that. I'm talking about people who are stable in their income like maybe not a lot of extra income but you're getting by you know and people are telling you to work extra to do more so that you can make more money so you can buy more things so you can go to more dinners so you can spend more money at target so you can buy things for hobbies that require currency just all of this stuff for stuff and why I pick up new hobbies all of the time. And they're expensive hobbies. I am apparently not a cheap hobby person. And they end up sitting in my closet. And then I have all of these supplies. And sometimes I come back to them. But a lot of times I don't. And then I don't have space for all this stuff that I just have. Because there was one point in time where I was like, I think this, I think crocheting will make me happy. So here are all of these crochet needles. Here's all of this yarn, all of this specific yarn that I cannot use to make something else because it's kind of goofy looking. And I just do it and I don't learn because then I go to knitting. I'm like, oh, you know what? Knitting's cooler. You can do more things with knitting. Let me buy 8,000 knitting needles. Let me buy all these patterns. Oh, that one requires these different kind of needles. Well... I'm probably going to want to do that someday. So I need more money. So I could do more hobbies. But they're just things that I pick up and I put down. I get temporary serotonin. I get something to do with my hands. But it's not... It's never enough. 
And that's why you just have to keep grinding and keep doing things. And when you tie that into perfectionism, you tie it into your self-worth because you're seeing other people and they seem happy on the internet with their knitting and with their fancy cars and shit. And you're like, damn, am I not worthy of those things? Am I not working hard enough? And in particular, there is a streamer who I am probably a little too obsessed with. I need to dial it back. Pretty parasocial here. But they have my dream car, okay? And this is not a practical car. It is not practical. Not that I need a practical car. I don't have kids. I'm probably not going to have kids for a long time if I do at all. So I don't need a... You know, I'm not a minivan. I don't need a big ass car or anything like that. I don't go skiing or surfing. I don't need like a huge rack on top of my car. Whatever. You get it. I could do with an impractical car. Not too impractical because I have two giant dogs, but you know, it's what it is. Anyway, they have my dream car. It is so insanely overpriced and... I see it everywhere because Los Angeles, car people everywhere and just total income inequality everywhere here. So even that is like always staring me in the face. If I'm on the 405, if I'm on the 101, if I'm on like the five, I'm seeing people in this car that I want and I feel like I'm inadequate because they're probably working so hard they're probably working all day and this particular streamer works six seven days a week like over eight hours a day like they do not stop working I don't know how they have friends I don't get it I can't do it I literally like I literally physically the idea of doing that makes me want to throw up and that's privileged but absolutely absolutely not I need more balance than that But so then I feel like I'm not willing to hustle. I'm not willing to grind. I'm not willing to work as hard as that person. And then that makes me undeserving of these capitalist things. That like, why do I even want this car? Do I want to look perfect? Am I so concerned with coming off a certain way to people feeling like that is an armor around me you know like I'm inside a transformer okay bumblebee like Optimus Prime is around me like a mech and I'm like in it and having a fancy car and driving on the highway and by driving I mean crawling because you can only go five miles an hour like will protect me from criticism from feelings of inadequacy because it'll just be something else I'll be in that car and I'll be like I'm a fraud (laughs) like I'm not a fancy banker I'm not an incredibly popular streamer but I'm in this car so I'm protected from criticism theoretically because other people will see me in passing like the people that I see on Instagram in passing and be like wow they are perfection They've got everything going. They have it all. It's perfect. And if they can get it, I can get it. 
And then I just help perpetuate this entire perfectionist, grind culture, capitalist bullshit. Dang. That sucks. I don't have a resolution for this. I'm still working through my values and trying to control, <laughs> trying to control my desire to be perfect, which I think I really need to figure out where that's coming from. Obviously, I told you guys it was coming from parental figures and worthiness of love, which is a, a flaw from my parents neglect but I guess that that's still in there and that's still something that I need to work out because I'm sure you've all seen I won't post on Instagram for a month whereas I used to post every day when I was in that grind so to speak I didn't care I did not care what anyone I was butts and seats for posts like I'm gonna post this I don't care I'm just gonna keep going and it's gonna be whatever it is because at the end of the day, a lot of things are a numbers game. And then at some point, I became such a hermit and so concerned and just needing to come across as not what I am. Because I think what I am is flawed or unworthy or will be criticized in a way that I don't think I can handle. I don't know how to challenge this with myself. The idea of posting every day, like, gives me the ick. It literally, like, my skin is crawling right now at the thought. But maybe I should. I'd love to know if you guys struggle with this in a similar way. Maybe even the exact same way. Even down to... I won't chat in other people's streams or on other people's posts because I feel like I don't have anything of value to add. And I feel like a lot of us probably feel that way in the chronically online community. So, <laughs> to end on maybe a less uh, depressed note. We are all worthy of love. I find it so easy to communicate this to other people than to communicate it to myself. Exactly as you are is completely perfect. I love and am so much more impacted by people who are genuine and transparent and honest. And I value that so much. And I just can't do it myself, but I love it. I love to consume it. And I think there is a cultural shift going where we are seeking more and more of that. But we're kind of in this middle period where it's starting to become more prominent. And so some of us who are clinging on to the perfectionism are feeling it extra hard. And that's what this like weird in-between thing is. Because we're seeing the transparency and like, ooh, that's scary I'm going to go in deeper to my 
facetune weird curated self so even something like this recording a dorky podcast that i don't know that anyone listens to or at least 17 people listen to thank you just do it do stuff you like that my dog likes to bark and that's what he's doing be real be refreshing do what you want and revise as you go I'm going to figure out why my dog's going crazy. I hope you have an incredible Friday. (laughs) I love you so much. You are so important to me. I hope I'm important to you, but it's okay if I'm not. And have a beautiful day.